0: Good morning, Colorado. You're listening to the Daily Sun Up. The Daily Sun Up podcast is a conversation with the Colorado Sun. See our trust indicators at coloradosun.com ethics. It's Monday, January 8th. Today, we check in with Sun Outdoors reporter Jason Blevins on the state of the ski season so far and how Colorado avalanche forecasters and search and rescue teams are getting a new influx of money. Before we begin, join ACG Denver's Rocky Mountain Corporate Growth Conference on February 12th to 13th as the middle market business community comes together to discuss trending issues and the latest investment strategies. Make new connections and partner with experts at the Hyatt Regency Denver for two days of networking and learning opportunities that will help you prepare for 2024 and beyond. Register at acg.org events. Now let's go back in time with some Colorado history. In January 1976, Elvis Presley celebrated his 41st birthday in Vail, seeking a discreet vacation. To avoid the crowds, he went snowmobiling at night. On January 8th, his noisy escapade annoyed Susan Ford, President Gerald Ford's daughter, leading her to complain to local authorities. This incident caught the National Enquirer's attention, resulting in published photos of Presley's nocturnal activities. Meanwhile, President Ford, an avid skier and Vail enthusiast, had previously dubbed the area the Winter White House. After his presidency, the Fords visited Vail annually, contributing to the community, including establishing the Betty Ford Alpine Gardens in Gerald Ford Park. Before we continue, the Colorado Department of Healthcare Policy and Financing, HCPF, is raising awareness of the invaluable roles of direct care workers and the direct care workforce in Colorado. Direct care workers play a crucial role in enhancing the lives of individuals requiring assistance due to disability, age, or illness. Learn more about the impact of these workers and how to become one by visiting hcpf.colorado.gov direct-care-spotlight. Next, our future story.
1: Welcome, everyone, to the Daily Sunup podcast, and thanks for listening in. I'm David Krause, one of the Sun Editors, here doing another Monday session on the Sunup with outdoors reporter Jason Blevins. What's going on, JB? Yeah, DK, doing well. All right, so let's, uh, let's do a little riffing. A couple of Mountain Town guys chatting about ski season. I thought that could be a good Monday after the holiday. Some people sure. are getting back to school. Some people are still hanging out up at the Hill. Thought we'd just kind of look and uh, give people a little taste of what it's been like up here. Uh, Jason, you are living based out of Eagle um, a lot of people already know that I'm in Salida Monarchs my new home mountain after years at Aspen Snowmass. JB, um let's talk first about uh the holiday crowds and kind of what you are seeing, what you're hearing out there. How are things over in the uh Vail area for the crowds this season? Uh fantastic crowds. So lots of lots of heavy traffic, big
2: uh big traffic at Vail and Beaver Creek. Um really solid live lines and healthy vacationer or traffic. Um, what's interesting is that conditions are low tide for sure. We are 65, 70% of normal in terms of snowpack and snowfall so far this season, um, at least in, you know, pretty much across the state. Um, some lower, lower percentages um, in different areas, but generally not at uh, uh, average, well below average. But, It's nice because it's good for Colorado because no one else is getting it. And um, that's typically the case when Colorado has low snow and Utah or California or New England's doing really well, they'll see a decline in visitation. But we've all seen the, you know, photos and news reports out of New England where they had that torrential rain that wiped out all that snow. Um, California is not, you know, having a, a strong start to the season. They're very low tide and same with Utah. So it's not like one other region of the country is doing really well. Pacific Northwest also down. So in those sort of situations, Colorado tends to draw more people in. Uh, The state's resorts can get more terrain open. And, you know, here, Vail, we're skiing pretty much border to border. It is rocky. It is grassy. It is not, you know, good conditions. But it's a lot of it, so we can spread people around, and crowds have been really robust, and I think that's what we're seeing so far this early season. Um, we just went a couple weeks without any new snow, so it is icy, it is fast, it is slick um, and thin. But you know, we got new storms coming, so hopefully that changes the direction soon.
1: Yeah. So for our listeners, we typically record our monday podcast friday afternoon um we got a little bit of snow uh down here in in uh, the southern part of the state as far as monarch goes um there's some other storms kind of rolling through um i know i got an alert earlier today uh aspen area at four inches nine inches at the top of snowmass so kind of to your point we're starting to see it but Jason, what are you hearing about the next couple of weeks? We got the next big holiday push um, is coming up for presidents uh, a couple of Mondays or next Monday, I guess. I always forget how quickly that one comes up on us. Um, What are you hearing as far as snow patterns, bigger storms rolling through?
2: Yeah, I obviously follow Open Snow and Joel Gratz and I read him every morning. Um, We do have a series of storms, multiple storms coming in, kind of lined up, so high likelihood for multiple powder days quote unquote from joel which always gets me excited and everybody else so uh, we got a good couple of weeks here before kind of the the holiday crowds return but it's been uh it's looking like we're going to turn around and bust up this high pressure system and finally see some precipitation um it is much needed
1: You know, the one thing I noticed when I was up at Monarch, they don't have snowmaking, one of the two resorts in the state um, who don't, all natural. Um, Good opening weekend, got a nice storm beginning of December to help out. Um, Then it got a little bony, starting to get a little bony down there um, toward the bottom. And then, you know, Jason, you get tighter conditions like that, plus bigger crowds, um... Start to see a little more injuries, uh, sadly, starting to see some deaths on the mountains. What are you seeing, one? Uh, what are you hearing, Jason, as far as uh, your friends up in emergency rooms? And then, two, um, let's circle in and talk about um, some of the ski deaths data so far this year. So, start with the ERs and kind of what we're seeing as far as injuries.
2: Yeah, When when you have this kind of lean conditions, things get really fast, right? Especially late in the afternoon, you start to see really slick conditions and people maybe getting tired towards the end of their vacation towards the end of their ski day. Um, and you start to see, you know, those local clinics at the bottom of the ski resorts and at, uh, the, you know, little towns that have, you know, ERs and emergency rooms, Um, very, very busy standing room only is what I'm hearing in Summit County and Vale, Um, so that's not surprising. A lot of injuries, um, as things get sort of lean, um, we did have a fatality a 69 year old uh ski instructor was found unresponsive on board free intermediate run um super tragic loss for vale resorts you know they when employees die it, it hits especially hard and this um this gentleman was doing his name was uh Roger Porter Roger Kim Porter he uh was doing what they call milk run early early morning run sort of a perk for ski instructors they're allowed to get up and take a couple laps before the lifts open to the public um and uh he was eventually transported to Vail Health and then Denver Health where he passed um super tragic and there was a 47 year old man from Caro Springs who passed uh ran into a tree at Breckenridge and again these things um the frequency of these happen as we go longer without new snow and another you know sort of grim aspect of this snowless you know second half of december um been doing some backcountry skiing and seeing giant faceted layers developing on top of the snow which happens when you don't have new snow so this those facets will become a weak layer when we get new snow and it will spike avalanche hazard in the backcountry and we are looking at a uh, super spicy uh couple weeks when we start to get new layers Fresh snow on top of this um faceted weak layer near the ground. Um, we're gonna need to shed just about all of it before the backcountry um stabilizes again. So um uh, another thing to watch out there in terms of uh you know, these snowless periods me mid season, they can kind of wreak havoc on backcountry conditions later in the season.
1: So let's talk about that real quick to finish up, right? Talk about our friends over at the Colorado Avalanche Information Center. They are going to get an influx of money um, this year. Um, Jason, talk about, you know, if people haven't, I got to think a lot of, most all the backcountry community knows about CAIC, a great organization uh, funded by the state. Jason, they're going to get some money um, in. Let's talk about the couple million dollars they're going to get and what that's going to look like and why.
2: Yeah, so 2021, they started the uh, Keep Colorado Wild Pass option. You probably saw it on your car registration when you went and uh, registered your car. It's a $29 add-on. You get to choose whether or not you have to make the decision to opt out and not pay that. But uh, they were hoping for at least $32.5 million. They're up to somewhere close to $42 million in sales so far. Uh, Looks like about 30, 35% of drivers have chosen to keep that intact. So that's good news. That means Colorado Parks and Wildlife is getting a big boost for parks. Um, And then 1 million goes to CAIC, Colorado Avalanche Information Center. And then 2.5 million goes to backcountry search and rescue, and then anything over a certain number, around 36 million, that money will go back into parks and wildlife. So bodes well that Colorado drivers have opted into that program. Um, I had a little update in the Outsider there um, on the Keep Colorado Wild pass sales. Certainly, a good sign for uh, for backcountry search and rescue groups as well as the avalanche information center and make sure and go check out um the avalanche information center at avalanche.state.co.us they have a whole fleet of new tools and forecasting tools and a public campaign that's going to sort of enlist a bunch of um backcountry users to kind of start doing more robust observational research so really cool things happen at CAIC with this new money, new funds, new uh, avalanche forecasters on the ground in mountain Mountaintown. So um, really, uh, it's sort of a, a big year for CAIC. Yeah,
1: I think that's really awesome that they're going to be able to use that money to get people closer to the mountains and the areas that they're talking about, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, the people on the ground, and there's a great new program where they're trying to kind of get a bunch of, um, users to, to start submitting more observations and they're going to create a pretty robust library of observation. It's a pretty neat program. Um, and again, this is all kind of stemming from drivers choosing that $29, choosing to stay on board with the $29 add-on on their car registration. Um, it's kind of comforting to see folks, even, even if maybe you don't visit state parks, it's nice to toss them a few bucks for, uh, you know to help to handle the crowds, maybe expand parks, protect wildlife. It's it's easy money to spend, right?
1: Yeah, I tell you, it's funny because I have, uh, fortunately or unfortunately, I can't remember how to say it. Sometimes I have uh, five vehicles in the Kraus uh, fleet right now, and, yeah. and I was back and forth, and I went ahead and did it for all five vehicles because uh, my kids in Glenwood and and up in uh, northern Colorado, up in University. Uh, they're both like, oh, we would use them. So, so I went ahead and kicked in on all five of mine. So feel like uh should get a little return on that $146 or whatever. I haven't done the math. I just went ahead and uh, bit the bullet and did it on all the vehicles this year. But, you know, it's great. Like I said, you said, you get out there, you don't have to worry about passes or anything like that. And then to know that the money is going to other things, I think that's a, a bigger benefit for everybody around the state.
2: One thing we will be watching this season is whether or not these – this, you know, influx of 1.4 or 5 million people with these Keep Colorado Wild Passes, what's that going to do to visitation uh, at Colorado State Parks? They're already seeing pretty much record level, you know, down from 2020, but 2022 was one of the busiest years ever. Um, So what's that going to do to parks? How's that going to stress park infrastructure? How's that going to stress operating budgets? So it's going to be an interesting thing to see if a lot of these folks are, are new pass holders new to uh you know an annual free pass to all the state parks what's that going to look like um going to be interesting to watch for sure
1: yeah awesome hey we could sit and chat about this stuff all day long right jason hey uh always fun to catch up with you um everybody getting out on the mountain be safe out there check out open snow for those forecasts you can go to coloradosun.com and Click on our Outdoors tab to stay updated on anything going on outside. You can also sign up for Jason's Outsider newsletter there as well. And a reminder to everyone, uh, we've just started and got uh, involved in the Trust Project. The Colorado Sun is a member of the Trust Project. So you can read our commitment to trusted journalism at coloradosun.com slash ethics. Jason, have a great week, buddy, and I'll catch up with you soon. (laughs)
0: Finally, here are a few stories that you should know about today. Racing bikes along gravel roads is becoming more popular in Colorado, but ranchers around Steamboat Springs are fed up with the thousands who come every August. So much so that many of the locals are taking their disdain to county commissioners and asking for a change in the event's permits. The Steamboat Gravel Road races started in 2019 and are now capped at 3,000 riders but ranchers say the cyclists clog roads during their harvest season, leaving trash and human waste along the courses. County commissioners will decide in coming months what changes might come for this year's event. Doug Lamborn, who has served 18 years in the U.S. House of Representatives, said Friday he is not running for re-election in Colorado's 5th Congressional District. The Republican from Colorado Springs said it is time for a new chapter in his life. Lamborn's move means all three of Colorado's GOP-held congressional districts will be open in November. Ken Buck of Windsor is retiring from his 4th Congressional District seat. Last week, Lauren Boebert of Garfield County announced she is abandoning her 3rd Congressional District re-election bid to run for Buck's seat, which is more favorable to Republicans. An Adams County judge on Friday sentenced former Aurora Police Officer Randy Rodima to 14 months in jail and 4 years on probation for his role in the 2019 death of Elijah McClain. Rodima was convicted in October of criminally negligent homicide in the death of McLean, a 23-year-old black man who was walking home from the store. Rodima faced up to three years in prison for criminally negligent homicide, a felony, and up to 18 months in jail for third-degree assault, a misdemeanor. For more information on all of these stories, visit our website, coloradosun.com. And don't forget to tune in again next time. Now a quick message from our team. I'm Lauren Wynott, Director of Membership at The Colorado Sun. I came to work at The Sun because quality, trustworthy journalism is important. As a reader and listener, I find The Sun to be a breath of fresh air. The journalists tell Colorado stories that keep me informed, entertained, and engaged. If you also trust The Sun for your news, join me as a member at coloradosun.com. Your support helps to bring you and other Coloradans the news you deserve. We couldn't do
2: it without you. Thank you.